Leave diesel behind with Toyota Hybrid Electric and cut down on fuel costs and harmful emissions. Our self-charging hybrid range has helped make Toyota Ireland's best-selling car brand in 2021 and 2022. Models are available for delivery now, including the Toyota CHR and the Corolla range. So talk to your dealer today about flexible payment options. You'll never take a wrong turn with Toyota. Built for a better world. Terms and conditions apply. Best-selling claim based on most recent monthly figures. The Hard Shoulder on Newstalk. With Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at nissan.ie. You're very welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cody here with you until 7 o'clock. And Shane Hannan of Off The Ball is with me, as he is every Tuesday, to confirm or rubbish some of the popular myths out there. That's right, it is time for Fact or Fable. And we have had some great Fact or Fables. We have looked at uh, the Guinness diet, how long you can survive on a pint of plane, whether yawning is contagious, do beans make you fart this week? This week is one I'm really looking forward to here on The Hard Shoulder. Is the Bermuda Triangle really a dangerous paranormal place fact or fable Uh, Shane I mean remind us again what is said about the Bermuda Triangle and where exactly it is yeah I I used to be obsessed with the Bermuda Triangle as a kid like hearing these stories and really mystifying stories to be honest but it's this region uh, most people would be familiar with it by now but uh, in the North Atlantic Ocean roughly bounded by the southeastern coast of the U.S. Bermuda, and then you have the islands of the Greater Antilles as well, which is uh, Cuba, Hispaniola, Jamaica, and Puerto Rico. It's known by a few different names as well, obviously mainly the Bermuda Triangle, but it's been sometimes called the Devil's Triangle, Limbo of the Lost, the Twilight Zone as well, and even the Hoodoo Sea. Uh, all lovely, lovely names for this place, but it, the exact boundaries of it aren't really agreed upon universally. It has a total area roughly between 500,000 and 1.5 million square miles, so vaguely, vaguely triangular shape. Now, it doesn't appear on any world maps. The US Board of Geographic Names doesn't even recognise it as an official region of the Atlantic. Uh, And they kind of repeatedly refrain from giving it or any of its legends, especially the US government, any uh, real significance. But these reports of unexplained occurrences in this region, I guess, date to the the mid-19th century. And this this phrase, Bermuda Triangle, Kieran, didn't really come into use until around 1964, first appearing in print in a magazine article by, by an author called Vincent Gaddis. He used the phrase to describe, describe this triangular region, quote, that has destroyed hundreds of ships and planes without a trace. So that's the, the background story to the Bermuda Triangle. So, th- I mean, this article then, is this where, th- this is obviously where the name gains kind of popular attention, but is that also the origin of, of linking this particular area with mysterious disappearances or does it go back beyond that? Well, this is the thing. It, 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 the, the stories certainly go back beyond that, but it was only after this article kind of came to light in 64 that people really started to link all of these disappearances with an actual, I guess, strange phenomena. So this this article fo- uh, featured the disappearance of the USS Cyclops, which was a, a Navy supply ship in 1918 and, and the loss of a flight of bombers during a practice run in 1945. Um, and long before this myth, though, as you said, Bermuda kind of already had this reputation as an enchanted island. The island itself, Bermuda, was nicknamed the Devil's Islands uh, by early sea travellers. They were frightened by the calls of these birds and the squeals of, of wild pigs on, on the shore that kind of scared them. But maybe the, the most damning tales were were told by sailors that were terrified of shipwreck. Bermuda had a treacherous stretch of reefs and, and the mystical re- reputation of this island also picked up by Shakespeare as well in The Tempest. It was a tale of shipwreck and sorcery in the, quote, still vexed Bermuda's 
Um, so it, it actually goes back even further. As far back as Columbus, as we know, uh, noted in his logbook, a haywire compass, strange lights, a burst of flame falling into the sea, uh, another seamen around him also encountered a harrowing stretch of ocean now known as the Sargasso Sea. So these tales, uh, while, while they kind of became linked to the Bermuda Triangle itself in 1964 in that article, Without a doubt, the stories and tales of, of the Bermuda Triangle go back much further. Yeah, listen, it's it's great. Those stories are great. But are there facts and figures? I mean, do we know how many planes and ships have disappeared in this Bermuda Triangle? See, it's hard to get these exact exact facts, but the, the rough, rough estimation seems to be that in, in the past 500 years, at least 50 ships and 20 aircraft have vanished in the Triangle, most most without a trace. So the, you had no wreckage, no bodies, no nothing uh, left. Many disappeared in reportedly calm waters uh, without any distress signals. That's kind of the where the creepy nature of the Bermuda Triangle comes um, and the ghostly nature of it, I guess. The Mary Celeste is one of those uh, famous, famous stories. 103-foot brigantine found floating and abandoned in 1872. But the real mystery of that Mary Celeste is she turns up in Triangle Tales at all. The ship was actually found off the coast of Portugal. So uh, (laughs) the reason for it being in the Bermuda Triangle Tales is is quite a strange one. Then there is, of course, the case of of, uh, Flight 19. So uh, a very famous flight in the afternoon of December 5th, 1945, uh, lost radio contact. So that's that's probably one of the most famous ones with the official Navy report saying the planes disappeared, quote, as if they had flown to Mars. Wow. Okay. so tell me a bit more then about that, because I think people might have heard of Flight 19. It is a well-known one. Yeah, this is this is probably the flight, uh, flight nineteen that really tied the legend of the Bermuda Triangle together. It's the most famous one, infamous one, if you like. December fifth, nineteen forty-five. This flight originating from the U.S. Naval Air Station in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So five Avenger torpedo bombers. They were carrying fourteen men. Took off in the afternoon, routine navigational training mission, uh, flying over water for pilots in forty-five. They had to rely on compasses, knowing how long they'd been flying in a particular direction and at what speed was very important as well. Uh, but both of the compasses on the pilot's plane, Charles Taylor, apparently malfunctioned on that day. No landmarks, of course, in the middle of the ocean. Uh, and his plan, as soon as he realised all was essentially lost, was as the, the fuel uh, level was dipping below 10 gallons, that all five planes were to di- ditch into the sea. Now, it's not a very good thing to do with it with a, a plane as big as the Avengers because extremely rugged planes, uh, they were nicknamed the Iron Birds, a bit like tanks, essentially, and very, very heavy. They weighed more than 10,000 pounds. So when they ditched in the water, they would go down hard, would go down fast. Um, and really, Kieran, the possibility of anyone surviving a landing in high seas at that time in one of those was slim. The chance of surviving the night in the cold waters was nil. Uh, but the likelihood of the wreckage making a quick descent to the bottom of the of the ocean was high. There was a massive land and sea search. No bodies or wreckage found. And just to add to the tragedy and I guess the, the mysterious links to Bermuda Triangle, one of the rescue planes infamously also disappeared along with its 13-man crew trying to find them. So uh, the Navy's final report that looked at the, the disappearance of Flight 19 was blamed on pilot error. His family, of course, Taylor, the, the, the uh, pilot protested. But after several reviews, the final verdict here was changed to causes or reasons unknown. So that's the most famous one. Wow, certainly. Are there any possible scientific reasons for those disappearances? You mentioned, uh, I suppose, some of the reasons that a flight might disappear. But I mean, even one of the search planes, I have to say my interest has peaked. <laughs> yeah, like... Some of the reasons thrown about are, are, are quite bizarre. You've got alien abduction and sorcery as uh, some of the reasons thrown about for, I, be, I guess, these things happening in the Bermuda Triangle quite often. 
But there are scientific uh, reasons as well why, why planes and, and ships might disappear in, in this area. So you have white squalls, these intense unexpected storms that arrive without warning on otherwise clear days. Uh, water spouts as well, the equivalent of sea tornadoes. The most recent theory seems to be these um, large deposits of methane gas that spew up from the ocean floor. So you can get these huge eruptions of methane bubbles that can push water away from a ship, causing it to sink. Now, if this highly flammable methane rises into the air, it could also ignite in an airplane's engine if it goes high enough, uh, causing it to explode or disappear. Now, having said that, uh, the seafloor in the region has these pockets of gas, but really the last time anything similar happened in the region was around 15,000 years ago. No evidence of, of any recent methane releases from the area around the Bermuda Triangle. There's magnetism as well, which is another scientific reason that could be explaining all of these disappearances. You've got um, the Earth's magnetic North Pole isn't the same as its geographic North Pole, which means that compasses usually don't point exactly north, only along what's known as agonic lines or agonic lines, which, which line up magnetic and geographic north. And now one of these lines runs from Lake Superior right down through the Gulf of Mexico near the Bermuda Triangle. So one theory is that these uh, ship's captains uh, usually accounting for this discrepancy in their compass readings, make mistakes when very near to this line that lead them astray. So that could be another of the, of the reasons why they may run aground in that area. It's right. It sounds obvious. But what what about the waters in these areas themselves and this kind of wobbly triangle? Could that be a reason for the incidents? Yeah, look, absolutely. And this is another thing that people probably ignore in in order for the for the tales to reach high levels. But uh, this this area, the Bermuda Triangle, heavy heavy traffic, heavy ship traffic traveling through it. And that could account for some of the uh, mystery. So any region with lots of ships going through it, we know is bound to see more accidents in a place with less shipping activity. Uh, And then the area, of course, geographically, as I mentioned, often swept by hurricanes. So it's not hard to see where ships might occasionally sink there. Now, another explanation is the presence of these rogue waves, these huge waves. And you can see some clips on YouTube of rogue waves, but they can form unexpectedly and rise two or even three times above surrounding waves. Um, Now, there has been research done as well, vice uh, reporting a couple of years ago that uh, British researchers used lab and computer models to simulate the effects of these rogue waves more than 100 feet tall on ships. This was part of an investigation specifically into the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and they found that ships that were sufficiently long could get caught suspended between two wave peaks with nothing supporting them from below and snap in half. But while these these rogue waves definitely are capable of, of capsizing or breaking a ship, there's no definitive evidence tying them to any of these naval disasters in the Bermuda Triangle. Is it fair to say then the true explanation for this may ultimately reside not in the ocean, Shane, but in our minds? <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the direction in which we're taking this one, Karen. <laughs> but uh, oh, absolutely, like our minds often biased towards these bizarre or, other, or otherwise memorable events. So uh, you have trouble accurately accounting for statistical discrepancies. So we're more likely to remember things as human beings that seem exceptional, such as a ship that disappears with no explanation, than something more ordinary. So a ship sinking in a hurricane, for example. So once something stands out to us, it, it can form the basis for further attention, as scientists would say. It's it's called a frequency illusion, sometimes referred to as the Bader-Meinhof effect. So usually, essentially, once we're introduced to something once, we tend to notice it more often all around us. We all know this is true. Uh, and then it, that can lead us to think whatever we've noticed is becoming rapidly more common. When in reality, unfortunately, Kieran, we're just noticing it more. So fact or fable, Shane, is the Bermuda Triangle really this mystical, paranormal, haunted place in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to ruin people's mm. um, memories of, of being kids and reading up about the, about the Bermuda Triangle, but 
there is never any evidence that this region, the Bermuda Triangle, is any more dangerous than anywhere else. There's no evidence suggesting it sees higher rates of maritime or aviation disasters than anywhere else in the world. That's after you take into account the amount of traffic that passes through it. Look, we've mentioned we've mentioned Mother Nature, human error, shoddy craftsmanship on boats in years gone by and design, and just plain bad luck as well. Uh, there's one quote from John Riley. He's a historian with the U.S. Naval Historical Foundation. He says, it's highly traveled. To say quite a few ships and airplanes have gone down there is like saying there are an awful lot of car accidents on the New Jersey Turnpike. Surprise, surprise, which is fair enough. And just, just to bring you a clip here and just to kind of summarize it very quickly uh, and, and really sum up this one as a fable is uh, from a few years ago, NBC's Kerry Sanders investigated for the Today Show. He asked the opinion of Bermuda's custodian of historic wrecks, Dr. Philip Ruja. Have a listen. Bermuda is surrounded by a, a network of reef, like stunning reef that come right to the surface. And when ships encounter those, they literally break them apart. If you go back in time to your old wooden ships and stuff like that, those ships had no chance. Stories of those early wrecks fueled the mythology that followed. Using the terminology of today, you would call the triangle. Well, I mean, you know, this is the oldest fake news story in the world. I mean, you know, like this, this has been around for a long time and, you know, people build on it. Oh, there you are. Fake news according to NBC and fake news according to our very own Shane Hannan. Shane, pleasure as always. Thanks a million uh, for joining us. If you have any suggestions, by the way, for topics you'd like Shane to investigate, get them into us now via email to thehardshoulder at newstalk.com. Next week, he will be discovering the answers to two questions. Is there really urine indicator dye in swimming pools? You know, this old threat that your parents might have told you that the the water would turn purple or something if you went for a slash in it? Anyway, he's going to look into that. And are there really alligators in the sewers of New York City? Ah, the Bermuda Triangle myth having been busted this week, I'm really, I'm going to be really disappointed next week if it turns out there's no alligators in the sewers of New York City. But Shane, I look forward to it. That's our lot for today's edition of The Hard Shoulder. Off the Ball is always there up next. And I'll be back tomorrow from four. Have a good one. 